is mooch about the village getting under everyone's feet. Jimmy the water bailiff told me the other day he thinks Hamish Macbeth poaches. I doubt it, said Heather. He's too lazy. He ought to get married. He must be all of thirty-five at least. Most of the girls in the village have broken their hearts over him at one time or another. I can't see the attraction. She joined her husband at the window, and he put an arm around her plump shoulders. Hamish, Loch Dew's village constable, was strolling along the pier that lay outside the hotel. His hat pushed on the back of his head, and his hands in his pockets. He was very tall and thin and gawky. His uniform hung on his lanky frame, showing an expanse of bony wrist where the sleeves did not reach far enough, and a length of woolly argyle sock above large regulation boots. He removed his peaked hat and scratched his fiery red hair. Then he reached inside his tunic and thoughtfully scratched one armpit. The smell of hot coffee wafted up from the hotel lounge below the Cartwright's bedroom window. It obviously reached the nostrils of the policeman, for Hamish suddenly sniffed the air like a dog and then started to lope eagerly towards the hotel. The Loch Hotel had been built in the last century by the Duke of Anstey, as one of his many country residences. It was battlemented and turreted like a castle. It had formal gardens at the back, and the clear, limpid waters of Loch Dew at the front. It had stags' heads in the lounge, armoury in the hall, peat fires, and one of the best chefs in Scotland. Prices were astronomical, but the tourists came in droves, partly because the main road ended abruptly in front of the hotel, making it the only haven in a wilderness of barren moorland and towering mountains. The village of Loch nestled at the foot of two great peaks called the Two Sisters. It was a huddle of houses built in the 18th century to promote the fishing industry in the highlands. The population had been declining steadily ever since. There was a general store come post office, a bakery, a craft shop, and four churches, each with a congregation of about five. The police station was one of the few modern buildings. The old police station had been a sort of damp hut. Constable Hamish Macbeth had arrived to take up his duties a year before the fishing school was established. No one knew quite how he had managed it, but in no time at all he had a trim new house built for himself with a modern office adjoining it with one cell. The former policeman had made his rounds on a bicycle. Constable Macbeth had prized a brand-new Morris out of the authorities. He kept chickens and geese, and a large, slavering guard-dog of indeterminate breed called Towser. Loch was situated in the far northwest of Scotland. In winter it went into a long hibernation— In summer, the tourists brought it alive. The tourists were mostly English and were treated by the locals with outward Highland courtesy and inner Highland hate. John Cartwright had been struggling for a month to make the fishing school pay when he had met Heather. It was Heather who had taken over the bookkeeping and put advertisements in the glossy magazines. It was Heather who had trebled John's low fees— pointing out shrewdly that people would pay up if they thought they were getting something exclusive, 
and the rates were still reasonable considering the excellent salmon rivers they were allowed to fish. It was Heather who had made the whole thing work. She was plump, grey-haired, and motherly. Her marriage to John Cartwright was her second. John often thought he would never know what went on under his wife's placid brow, but he loved her as much as he loved angling, and sometimes, even uneasily, thought that the school would not have survived without her, although most of the time he prided himself on his business acumen, and his wife, comfortably, did all she could to foster this belief. He tugged on his old fishing jacket with its many pockets, picked up his notes, and looked nervously at his wife. "'Don't you think we should, well, meet them together?' "'You run along, dear,' said Heather. "'Give me a shout when you're ready to show them the knot.'